Sidekicks and henchmen out there in the Geek Nation, you're listening to the Spoiler Alert Podcast. We're here to ruin this week's books for you. My name is Johnny Destructo. With me this week is... Noel. I never knew who you are going to go to first. We're making eye contact, but you could throw it to Brian at any second. Now we're making eye contact. I don't know what's going to happen. That's Noel. I guess that was Noel. Who do I look at? And then also Brian. Oh, I was the one talking earlier and also now. Hello! Thank you so much for joining us. I've already said that, but I just wanted to thank you two times. You're a very grateful guy. Yeah. Uh, We have letters. We got letters? Oh, we got lots and lots and lots and lots of letters. This is from Home Dad Abroad. It's called Spoiler Alert. I miss him. Bell drop. I have all the time in the world. Those new bits will drop. Oh. Eventually. Oh. The Home Dad Abroad. Wait, do we lose if they don't go on to the end of time? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Uh, also, oh. I didn't realize that uh, Home Dad Abroad was actually Vandal Savage. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, I guess, Home Dad, uh, for your support. Right. I mean, he's listening. I'm assuming air he can, quote support. I'm assuming he can hear my air quoting. Here, I'll um, do it again. The wind as it rushes <laughs> by the mic. <laughs> uh, we also have a voicemail. What? what? If you go to cultpopgo.com and click on the bright red banner on your mobile device or on your laptop or mm. wherever you do things like this, you can leave us a voicemail just like Anthony. Here we go. I'm going to play it. Hi, spoiler alert crew. This is Anthony, one of JD's patrons. JD, you're always asking for voicemail, so here you are. You were talking in Hellblazer recently, and I need some advice on this book. My intro to John Constantine, Constantine comes through the movie. I love that movie. I don't care if it's not faithful to the source material. Don't at me. I don't care. Then I read the new 52 Justice League Dark, and I like that. And at some point, I read some original Hellblazer issues from the 240s, written by Andy Diggle, and I like those. Now I decided to go back to the beginning. I just borrowed Hellblazer Trades 1 and 2 from my library. I've read the first 13 issues, and I have to say, guys, this is a tough read. It's not bad. It's just a slog. It's work, but it definitely feels different, though. Jamie Delano is writing, and I feel like I'm reading literature or poetry sometimes. Maybe I'm not smart enough for this. It makes me feel like I would when I would read My Carries the Unwritten. I want to fill in this comic book blank spot, but do I stick with this? I mean, somewhere between issues 13 and 240, I will start to enjoy it. So do I push through? Uh, What say you? Thanks. All right. What Mm. a voicemail. I love it. Oh, it's wonderful. And it's one of my favorite topics. It's John Constantine. Uh, Also, quick note. If I were leaving a voicemail, I would not be nearly as articulate 
as yeah, flowing. As Anthony, really I'm wondering good. if he wrote it down ahead of time. I don't want to. Know. I don't think so because he switched up Constantine. To, well, that could be the same maybe word that, written maybe down. Maybe he wrote it. Which Either I believe way, is how Alan Moore pronounces it. Well done, Constantine. Constantine. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Anywho, yes. have you guys read Mike Carey's Unwritten? Uh, no. a little bit of it. I'm a huge Mike Carey fan. Yeah. And oh yeah, I mean he, he wrote Lucifer. Lucifer. Oh yeah, which is one of my all-time favorite like works of fiction. Yeah. Um. And he's done some other really cool stuff, uh, more mainstream superhero stuff that I liked. Unwritten, I didn't get really get into. And another friend of mine who really liked Lucifer d- stuck with it, and he really liked it. And I've often thought that I could like go back and give it another shot, and it would be good. But um, I didn't. It, it didn't grab me as much yeah. as I wanted it to. It's a story about stories too, and that's yeah. not always my thing. I had a I had a quick dalliance with with Unwritten. Uh, I. It was at the time that I was actually picking up like fables trades and really getting into mm. like that era of Vertigo. Mm. Did not stick with it, and I honestly mm. don't retain any of it. Like uh, mm. I think it was the first three or four issues I read, and it was just it just dropped yeah. off my stack. Yeah. yeah. Um. I. But for no other reason other than sometimes uh, a book hits you the wrong way at the wrong time or the right way at the mm-hmm. right time, much like probably those first thirteen issues of of Hellblazer. Like you, you've. He has seen where it's going, so sometimes it's hard oh, yeah. to start back over. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, it's got to be from a much earlier era of storytelling, too. I don't yeah. know how many years that vertigo. is. But yeah, go back and oh, read. That's good vertigo, though. Uh, not always? Not always. Okay. It's very overwritten compared yeah, yeah. to like it's normal or very overwritten, modern yeah, Very yeah, yeah. floral. The okay. artwork is my biggest problem with it. Okay. I think uh, because later on we get to Garth Ennis and right. Steve Dillon right, doing right, a right. run and had Steve Dillon been drawing it the entire time, I may have mm. a better um, experience with it. But mm. I agree with Anthony that the first couple of trades mm-hmm. are a slog. The mm. Jamie Delano stuff is difficult to get through. Mm. It's it's sort of slow burn horror. Uh, mm. There's some really creepy stuff in there that I really like, but going back and revisiting it much, much later, yeah. I was like, ah, geez, this, this is... I'm definitely into the later stuff in the cons- the Hellblazer mm. series. You know, there's 300 issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one of my favorite things about that character is that because it went on so long, there were so many different creative teams jumping on and off mm. that would later, you know, rise to stardom mm. and stuff. So um, I'm going to throw out a couple of options for you, Anthony. I think All His Engines, which is written by Mike Carey. Uh, yeah, he did write one. That's one of the only Constantine things that I've read, and I liked it. Ah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Neil Gaiman did an issue called Hold Me. It's Hellblazer number 27. Oh, yeah. And Dave McKean did the art. Oh, all right. And um, Constantine is also a semi-major player in the Sandman, Preludes and Nocturnes, um, just as a side note. The first volume of Sandman? Yeah. Yeah, because the first volume, he had not yet kind of figured out that he yeah. wasn't setting it in the DC universe yeah. as much. Mm-hmm. And, like... There's little hints that it, like, Martian Manhunter is there, and, and Morpheus yeah. is like, oh, I'll have to keep an eye on these guys. And that doesn't happen. Yeah. But, like, Dr. Destiny is a main character, and Constantine is there also. That's funny. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, remember yeah. him. Like, I read it. Because when he, yeah. you know, when Anthony was talking about not feeling smart enough, I feel that way about Sandman. Hmm. So um, I have read the first three volumes of Sandman, mm-hmm. and I just sort of stalled on it. Yeah. But, um yeah. Uh, oh, Dangerous Habits is probably the mo- <laughs> what? Now that I I felt uh, I it was audible and I apologize uh, the e the because I I know that in my near future Sandman's going to happen mm-hmm. and I'm actually I'm nervous about it. Yeah. I 
it's, I'm nervous about it. I have a, I have a strange relationship yeah. with it because mm. I have read three volumes yeah, and there yeah, was yeah. some really good stuff in there. Yeah. Enough to make me go, maybe I should just go back and start from the beginning again. Maybe this time will be the time that I really like Sandman. I keep saying Sandman is a volume two start. And they yeah. know it. They put in like one page of, of recap. Yeah. He because it, he gets so different. Yeah. He did. Don't go back. Okay. Season of Mist yeah. is awesome. Um, I mean, but if you haven't liked it by now, you just might not like it. <laughs> and then uh, Dangerous Habits is another uh, yeah. Hellblazer run. But that's the one that I was talking about earlier by Garth Ennis and... Um, Steve Dillon? Steve Dillon, yeah. Um, R.I.P. I'm trying to think, what point did they start? Because it's in the 40s, they've through the Isn't 60s. Isn't that what the, the new omnibus is going to be? It's it's lit- it's like Ennis and Dillon's start of their run, because it was a lot. That's I think that's where it really kicks in the high gear. And that's like They're yeah. coming out with an omnibus of that. I'll probably get it. Is there a definitive? Would you say, like, you were saying there's a lot of creators popping in and out. Is there one that's like... The this one. is definitive, Constantine. Other things are really good, but this is who you're thinking of when you think of the character. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Other yeah. than Sh- mm. Garth Ennis and, Sh- yeah. and Steve Dillon. Okay. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Brian Azzarello did a really fun run on mm. it. Um, who else am I thinking of? Somebody else worked on Azzarello, it. Azzarello, Diggle, Carey. Mm. Sean Phillips drew some. Mm. I'm going to sneeze. All right. <laughs> Anyway, um, no, I totally understand, Anthony. I hope maybe uh, you can jump ahead to uh, whatever the volumes are that have Garth Ennis. <laughs> Try that out. Give it a shot and report back. Let us know what you think. Thank you so much for emailing us and voicemailing us. You can email us at cultpopgo at gmail.com. Um, if you want to discuss with any of us, we are all available through that email. I will make sure that they get it. Let's get on to the books. Woo! Yeah, the books. Flash Forward number one, written by... Yeah. Scott Lobdell uh, with art by uh, Brett Booth. Mm. Uh, mm. Mm. Diamond has this to say. <laughs> His name is Wally West, and he was the fastest man alive. That is, until huh. the multiverse was rewritten without him or his family in it. Wally returned and tried to make it work, but the damage was done. Spinning out of the events of Heroes in Crisis, follow the man who called himself Flash on an adventure to find redemption in a cosmos that has fought so hard to destroy him. That mm. sounds neat. It does. And because Wally, like you and I, both really like Flash and Wally, and mm-hmm. we wanted a really good story. I like Flash and Wally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wanted it to be awesome and wasn't happy with what happened in Heroes in Crisis, although I didn't read it. I was just sort of observing from afar. I don't care about Scott Blobdell's writing for the yeah. most part. Every so often he'll write something that I I'm interested in. Yeah. Uh, some of his Red Hood stuff was was fun. I really really don't like Brett Booth's artwork. It's I, not for me yeah. specifically. Yeah. Uh, I am not the audience for that. Yeah. So um, I was excited that there was a Wally West book coming. Yeah. That and would cool like multiverse yeah. like big things kind of book. Yeah. You know. The, um, the main guy, not main, but like the guy that you meet in the beginning, Tempest Fugonaut. The Tempest Fugonaut. I was like, such a generic. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is a role that like Metron could have played that role yeah. or whatever. Also, his name works really well, but there are presumably other Fugonauts. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how they implied. But like, you know, Temple, Tempest Fugit, mm-hmm. Time Flies. Yeah. So do the other ones have ones that work with Fugonaut or no? This no, I need to know. No, I, I don't. I do not need to know. I don't care. Um, so wh- tell us tell us a quick summary of what, what happens here. We've got oh, Tempest so, Fugonaut who enlists Flash 4. Right. So uh, 
there is something going wrong in the multiverse. Oh, the uh, the dark multiverse, yes. right? That uh, are created when anyone has any kind of thought that is negative. Mm. It always struck me as odd that is there a is there a positive multiverse that yeah. when people have positive thoughts? Mm -hmm. I don't know, but they are no longer falling down and being destroyed, which I kind of thought was the plot of Dark Knight's Metal yes. to a degree, mm -hmm. and that they had resolved that issue, <laughs> but. Um, it's unresolved, and and Wally's the guy to do it, um, and he doesn't want to. He's you know he's like I'm not the guy to do it because I hurt all these other people accidentally, and and I turn you down. And Tempest is like, no, 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 I'm not asking. This is going to happen, yeah. and you will be the hero that uh, that you need to be. And he gets his costume. He uh, gets that costume back again. This was a, yeah. a good uh, a good time to maybe forge a new path for the flash with mm. a new visual like maybe oh here's his redemption outfit oh because you know there's something yeah. i like about the flash is that there's so many great costumes yeah uh, so many different he's versions of the yellow. flash have different costumes and it's not uncommon for yeah. a flash costume to change sure i do not like this costume i kind of see my thing is i kind of like this costume i think it would be better if wallace and wally switched costumes yeah. Partially just for, like, the way that the colors play again. You know, you've got, like, red hair against a red suit. Yep. But on the other hand, the yellow and red one is the Kid Flash, younger one. So there's that bit of history there, and it would look different. You know, I can see why they maybe wouldn't want to do that. But, yeah, it's like I like this. Not a huge fan of the two reds. No, you've got a bright, but, bright red, kind yeah. of an orangey red, yeah. which is glossy. Yeah, it's it's like shiny. His old suit. It's shiny, but yeah. then the dark red, the maroon, which is his gloves and his uh, thighs. His thighs. Uh, those th those are matte. Those yeah. are a matte color. Yeah. So he's save. He's he's on a path to. S I didn't read this. I apologize. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but I kind of don't apologize. Um. So he's he's set on a path to save the dark multiverse. No, he has to save things from the from dark the dark multiverse. multiverse? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this tempest cat is yeah. like gonna what's he got i don't what's, think he's gonna do that game? much uh, he's like it's part of it's his it's his calling his job oh. is to like make sure that the multiverse in reality doesn't go away right. well I, I dig that superman what was this earth 23 Earth 23 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 he's awesome although he seems to be now as i under as i understand it or as i recall he didn't nobody knew that he was superman um he still had a secret identity when last yeah we but saw his him. secret identity is not the president like, he's President Superman, but then he also has a secret identity. Oh, I thought his secret identity was who he was elected as president as, and nope. then he sometimes would go off to be Superman. No, I'm almost positive. And also, too, he's, he's part of, like, the Ori of Worlds, right? Like, he's... Oh, is he? Yeah, okay. he, Grant Morrison's, he's like, one Justice of the, yeah, League yeah, yeah, yeah. of the Justice Leagues. The, the Superman squad. Him and Captain Carrot. And <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he showed up in Justice League not too long ago. That's yeah. cool. Um, I'm sorry that you guys didn't... Love this book. Me too. I think there's room for it to, you know, the by the end of it, it could be better, but it seems like a pretty generic journey. How much slack do you want to give this creative team in this story? I That's like the question. I want to give Wally West some yes. slack. That's the yes. thing. Right. Yeah, I yeah, am yeah. going to slog through this yeah. creative team, and I don't mean any disrespect, but it just doesn't speak to me. Um, I'm going to slog through it because I want to know what happens to Wally. Yeah. All right. And I think it could, you know, like, first issue, he is setting up a bunch of stuff that like for instance, I I picked at them using this like new cosmic kind of character. Um, there's nothing inherently wrong with that. It just kind of seems like, eh, you just rolled the dice and and came up with this. 
but that doesn't mean that the story can't be good or that something yeah. interesting won't happen with him later because Metron was some new character at mm -hmm. some point. Um, yeah. I just thought it was an odd choice. Like I mean, we do have the Metron kind of chair know. here. Yes, that was intriguing. Yeah. The yeah, the chair being there and it being like the the chair is what's in control. Yeah, well, maybe Wally will find himself in the chair, the chair at some point. And, and yeah, it, it overloads them and they die. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and what? so it, I thought it was odd because we have a pretty well established cosmo like cosmology of yeah. powerful figures. But so whatever. They're they're, they're are they setting up a new spot for Wally? Where'd Metron go? I doubt it. I don't think I we don't know. Remember. We don't know yet. I don't remember. I have no idea. That what was like at the Metron. end of the Dark Side War, right? Oh. Whatever happened to Metron because right. Batman sat in the chair. Yeah. Right. Are they? You think they're? Nah. I doubt they, it. I hope not. Wally? I mean, they could be like during it. the course of this story, but if it's I mean, going to be any Flash, that would I mean, be more of a Barry thing. If he's the fastest <laughs> man alive, you should put him in a chair, right? Right. Yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> he sits real fast. G.I. <laughs> uh, Joe, number fast. one, written by Paul Aller with art by Chris Evenhuis. E-V-E-N-H-U-I-S. Evenhouse? Evenhouse, yes! <laughs> Tyranny is on the rise as Cobra topples governments and spreads its ruthless power across the globe. In these trying times, desperate measures are taken. The new G.I. Joe program recruits civilian spies and saboteurs. Mm. Ordinary people living in occupied territories who will put their lives on the line to strike back through clandestine but high-impact mission. Um, this was great. I was not going to read it. Mm. And then our friend Noel, you may have met him. He's right next this to you. This Noel here? Hi. Oh, hey. <laughs> All I had to do was turn to my right. Yeah. And uh, he was like, "Guys, this is pretty great." And I, I read yeah. it, and you were right. I believe. Um, I believe my. I, I sent a in our in our group chat. I mm -hmm. sent a picture of the cover, and just wrote, "This is fucking rad." Mm. Yeah. Mm. Tell us why. Indeed. Um. It, it. So I have a very tenuous relationship with with GI Joe. The last the last GI Joe comic book that I even enjoyed reading, and like sat all the way through was Cobra. Yes. With, yes, chuckles. with chuckles, so that incredible. Was the best one, it's Cobra and Cobra Two, because it was a it was a small standalone story out here. You didn't need to be en enmeshed with the entire intellectual property that is GI Joe. And that was over ten years ago. It was a long time, time ago. Time I cared. Damn. So I, every once in a while, I'll just like dip my toe into like these IP books because sometimes, like lately, they've been pretty fun. So I, I dug the co the cover of this. I flipped through it really fast. The art style was almost Jamie McKelvey ish. It was mm -hmm. very clean. It was very bright, which I'm not. I don't expect on a uh, on a GI Joe book. So you know what? I'm mm. going to give this one issue a shot. In the first four pages, five pages, six pages, they shoot Duke in the face. <laughs> he sure did. Duke, the most <laughs> the most recognizable GI Joe, arguably the other Captain than Snake America Eyes, is he? Yeah. of GI Joe. Okay, right. They shoot him in the face in in huh. Cobra occupied Chicago. So right off the bat, it's just like okay. Hmm. I don't need to know anything else because mm -hmm. they're just they're setting the board for me, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and this was so fast. It was so it was so fun. It felt a little dangerous. Mm -hmm. um, I dug the shit out of it. Mm -hmm. I, I, it was mm -hmm. really fun. It was really fun. I 100% agree. I'm kind of excited to be reading GI Joe because that was one of the first ongoing comic books that I was excited about as a child. Oh, really? That was one of the ones that got oh, me into how about it. That? I think uh, there was maybe some of those uh, bundle packs at Toys mm -hmm. R Us. And yeah, yeah, get, yeah, Like Transformers and G.I. Joe comics. Yeah. Um, you Hasbro. Know, what? Hasbro. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to be excited about mm. G.I. Joe. It's, mm. it's a... It's a 
um, property that I have a lot of experience with. Mm. Um, not recently because I haven't cared, right? But because they haven't made me care. Mm. But yeah, I think this is great. Um, and we've got a new character named Tiger, and he's got a Vespa. So I'm already, I'm already on board. I got a Vespa. I like it. <laughs> and um, it's what? good enough for you. It's good enough for me. If there's a character <laughs> with a Vespa, that's it. I'm in. You love Vespa commercials, yeah. right? <laughs> and he, he's kind of like he means well, but he's also he fucks up. He does. Yeah. Like um, kind of irredeemed. Like yeah. it wasn't like. Oh, I kind of screwed up, but it turned out okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, he just fucked it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. He is responsible for the entire U.S. government uh, um, surrendering to Cobra. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, is that what, I'm sorry, is that what you got from that? Did you, did you, yeah, did think you th- that they surrendered because of well, his, it was just, it was his Molotov cocktail? No, that he threw? I, I feel like, well, that, that botched mission. Okay. Like, had they been they able to listen in and get the info? Oh, I didn't get that. Uh, yeah, I didn't think like of that either. It, I, it I was thought just, it was kind of I, I, I read it as, uh, like, that final straw. Mm, oh. Interesting. Yeah, I did not. Or um, just or just on top of the haystack of absolute bullshit and yeah. constantly um, trying to undermine this new world order. Hmm. I mean, it could be like a French resistance in World War II thing, like, mm-hmm. they'll surrender, but they keep going kind of deal. I... Uh, this was just I wasn't expecting this and I dug it and and like the you know the cover kind of got me too I got a lot of mm. like flares of, of Akira almost oh, oh yeah because um, of the red jacket and the red bike yeah course, but it, but it's it's an aesthetic that I don't immediately associate with G.I. Joe yeah is Akira in a dystopian future I, yes I, okay. it sure is I'm not I'm not familiar with it Neo um, Tokyo oh the new after, thing yeah after a nuke goes off there okay. is a new Tokyo oh um, okay and then, yeah. yeah yeah this uh, this was uh I didn't expect it to take place in a different world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you guys, I don't think I've ever, maybe the cartoons from the Saturday morning cartoons from the 80s, I don't think I've ever been exposed to an entirety of a G.I. Joe story before. I do. Um, we need to find that. Like, does, Is Cobra still available? Is it over here in your I shelf? I don't know if it's available, but mm. I might be able to order it for you. I was going to say the 1980s stuff mm. by Larry Hama. Oh, yeah, the classic thing, right? Yeah, so yeah. good. It was. It's like diametrically opposed to my alley. I guess it's maybe like uh, perpendicular. Yeah. It's not up my alley at all. Is it diagonal? Is it just it's another alley? Catty corner. Oh, so it's it's a, a different alley. It's a whole other alley. Right. There's my alley. I have my alley. Like they don't have to be next this to each other different. at all. Yeah, right. They're in different cities. Could be in a different joke. city altogether. Get that one. Diagon alley. Oh, that's funny. Oh. Uh-huh. I thought you were making a, a <laughs> geometry Wait, joke. Thank you. I will take your pity <laughs> laugh. I appreciate it. We, call, try that, it again? we call that in the business a chuckle slap. Oh. It was more of a pity exultation. But yeah, I dug it. And I really wasn't planning to like... I wasn't planning on digging it. I really wasn't because oh. I was like, "Ah, GI Joe, like I'll read it." Noel said it was cool, and and because we'll talk about it. But no, I've always kind of been like, "Eh, they don't have powers." I mean, they're stacked up against Lion-O and Optimus Prime. Who are these guys? Yeah. Was always my feeling. Yeah. Um, but it was it was fun, and I I really appreciated it being a completely different thing mm-hmm. in a in a whole other world. I I do got to say I do enjoy. Uh, so the way that it's been like happening the last couple of weeks is I end up just by virtue of. I have more time on Wednesdays and Thursdays. Mm. I end up being the first one to read the right. books or get through the stacks. I do I do kind of enjoy like usurping a little bit and being like, guys, G.I. Joe, try G.I. Yeah. Joe before you even touch your stacks, which which makes me feel 
Makes me feel like a little it's drunk power. with power. Your power. I have drunk yes. with power. You should get a hand yeah. or I something. Feel as something though to signify this. You should all listen to me, and this is validation of the uh, uh, henceforth. Yeah, that's all it takes. Leader. Just yeah. one thing. Yeah. No, there are no leaders except you. <laughs> are you you're going to be my star scream, aren't you? You're going to star scream to my Megatron. I still function. Um, so uh, you should read it if you guys haven't given it a shot. It's real good. House of X number five, written by Jonathan Hickman with art oh. by Pepe Larraz. Oh, yes. Xavier's dream turns deadly mm. for some of his students as they fight back against the humans' plan to eliminate them. The future of the X-Men begins here. <laughs> Once again. Every, every episode, <laughs> the future of the X-Men has begun here. It's always literally true. Yeah. Should, I think this review should start with uh, a honest and thoughtful... Um, uh, argument or discussion about are clones real people? Yes. Um, <laughs> discussion over. <laughs> yeah. Is your consciousness your your essence, your yeah. soul? Yeah. Well, that's a different so. question. I mean, right? well, is it like a, a husk and then imbued with becomes uh, a rebooted hu- person? Right. Being. Yeah, I think well, they could be counts. real. I, well, they could be real people, but not be the people that existed before. But then you could also make the claim in various religious and physica, uh, physic, physics traditions yeah. that, like, we are different at every moment anyway. Yeah, right? so we just, we're constantly um, shed, what is it, every seven That's what I was going to say. I think they are as that. real as we are when we shed every cell of right. our body every seven yeah. years. And we're basically, not every yeah. year, but you know, over time, over you've, time, you've yeah. become an entirely different thing than you were ten years ago. Continuity of identity is a huge problem. In, by problem, I mean interesting thing to think and talk about. Yeah. is a huge problem in philosophy, uh, which is great. And it's like, you know, the axe thing. Yeah, change If you the replace handle, the handle the and you replace the head, is yeah. it the same axe? Yeah, and yeah. if you you have the memories, you're the same person, you have the body, but not the memories, you're the it's, same person. The way it's yeah. presented in this is just so horror movie creepy. It's <laughs> so great. I love oh, it. Now, too. did you guys see this coming from like issue no, one? No. When we, oh, really? No. Oh, I figured I that. I had no idea gold balls would be involved. I had no idea. Oh, that no, that were... part? I didn't know it was going to be gold balls. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I, do, I did think that, like, I didn't think it would be a direct ref or, uh, like, literally replaying the first scene of this entire series. Oh, I didn't think right, it would right, be that. Right. Um, I did think that, like, oh, this is going to be in reference to, especially after we saw them die. Yeah. But I really thought that it was going to be, you know, he, in the second issue, they set up a way to reboot terrible things mm. with the life of Moira. Right. But. I, really, right we're just going to go yeah, with, yeah, yeah. you know what? I can clone all my children and replace all the slaughtered <laughs> mutants, which which now I, it seems to be revealed as the, I don't know, big Machiavellian plot of, yeah. of Professor X, which is creepy as shit. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I love this book. It's so good. And it, but it <laughs> yeah. is very creepy. Like I said a couple of episodes ago, there's this interesting thing happening where you it's difficult to tell which ones are the good guys and the bad guys in mm. this because everyone's up to some spooky shit. Plus they all they really make a point of like all mutants together, right? I mean yeah. Apocalypse and Mr. Sinister and all the other villains are part of them yeah. now. So maybe it is like there's a little more of a blending because Magneto is not the bad guy that he yeah. was. And the, you know, I also wonder if we would feel that Xavier's motives were as creepy if we could see his eyes. He, that that you know? helmet really does not help. Right. Yeah. He needs an image consultant. Yes. <laughs> um, 
But I, I thought it was really, yet again, Jonathan Hickman has brought oh. about just an interesting yeah. cast of characters and manipulated them story-wise in such a way that he, they've never been used before. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got Gold Balls. Is that his name? Is that it's really got to be. How could it be anything but Gold Balls? I mean, um, it's Gold Balls. And then Proteus, who is Moira McTaggart's uh, kid. Who's what is able, his deal? He's he, a reality-manipulating yeah, guy? Yeah, he's able okay. to just fuck with reality yeah, however yeah, yeah. he wants. Yeah. Um, and then Elixir, who I don't know. He yes, can. He was, he was uh, one of the Generation X characters, I think. Wait, or no, after that, actually. Wasn't he one of? Um, he was along with the blah, 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 Scott's class, the Bendis's run. It was sure. El- Elixir, Gold Balls, and Tempest. Oh, Gold Ball! I thought he was a new character. I didn't realize no, the three that of them was... are new. Oh, they, they are no Elixir. Elixir's new. They are newish from Brian Michael Bendis's run. Not are you saying Elixir was older than that? Elixir, I think, is older than that. Oh, he's I see. I see. yeah, he's got he's got gold skin, right? And he in the beginning could heal people only, but then he figured out how to. Uh, I don't think he has gold skin here. No. Um, but then he figured out how to like take people's You're right, new health. Mutants. Yeah. Fictional um, character appearing in American comics, blah, 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 blah. usually depicted as a mutant in Xavier School, New Mutants, two thousand three. Okay. And is this Eva Bell? Um, She's the. She's also from Bendis's run. She's right? from Bendis's run. Her like and Gold Balls. The, I thought Elixir was issue. too. Yeah. Um, also, she was like the <laughs> annual that year. She yeah. saw the future that led into the Phoenix Force Five. And then Hope. Wait, who is Hope's she? Here. Yeah. She's Hope able Summers. to manipulate time. She, she oh, okay. creates time bubbles. Okay. And she, within that bubble, certain she's able to go manipulate faster, time. slower. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. Like, I don't think she can do. It's not just snap your fingers and she. Manip- she's able to control time. Okay. Just within the within bubble. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then Hope, which I'm glad to see that her back cool. again. Yeah. So she cool. hasn't been around in a long time, yeah. right? I also like the idea of like synergizing abilities. Like, what could you do yeah. if these weren't just individual characters that you're reading stories about? Like, if it was the real world and you could mix them? Other than that the kind of fastball thing. special, have we seen really that? Not often. No, no, I and do, this is a whole I other level. The fastball yeah. snapshot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it counts. That's or the Adam level. riding on Green Arrow's arrow. Yeah, there you kind go. of is, similar thing. That is some of my favorite team work yeah whenever a team yeah. is being written by um a, a writer who knows what he's doing yeah is able to take those disparate yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah characters and powers and able to make them function in a new and exciting way yeah i like the idea of like especially with a book like this like well if we didn't have to worry about going too powerful or change you know he's got a little less uh, constraints because yeah. um, he's clearly doing something different. Like, what could you do, yeah. right? Like, what could these characters do if they if they weren't constrained by the writers? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, or by the IP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. by needing to continue yeah. or, yeah, or what have the, you. What do they call that? They just, comics are always in the Oh, it's like a like, uh, perpetual second act. Second act. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's an um, interesting term. Also, yeah. I love... I just oh uh, once again once again yeah it's the same his dance. little yeah, handout yeah his little uh, he's doing he's, a little happy dance oh my god like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. hey what's up I'm a, my X Men he's so expressive yeah with for a guy with no expression like yeah. they they Pepe Larus really does a good job of of putting it in his body language so this is the this is the the beginning of like the th- so I I like the the third time Hickman has done this. Right, so he had a long, very like defining run with the Fantastic, Fantastic Four, Four. Oh, amazing which, yeah. for all intents and purposes, he wrecked the place, <laughs> but then left it. He put the toys back in the box. Yeah, did the same thing with the Avengers. 
just completely I, I destroyed think, yeah. the entire multiverse or like the the mm. multiverse of yeah. Marvel. No, that's right. But then, Secret Wars, yeah. but then yeah. put it back in the box, yeah. related to his mm. Fantastic Four run. I think it was always going this. to be his Fantastic Four run, and yeah. when they switched everything around, You're he was good. like, ah, "I guess I got to do it with Avengers now." <laughs> True. Yeah. Uh, but I do think this is going to be similar. Where for the yeah. next two or yeah, three yeah. years, we're going to get just crazy, crazy mm-hmm. shit that just keeps getting escalating and escalating to the point where they're probably unrecognizable, and then he'll figure out some way to just mm-hmm. kind of, other than one or two little status quo changes, put them right back where they went. Yeah. Which I'm is right with perfect. you that that's a great. For an ongoing perpetual second act thing, mm-hmm. you know, like it's a it's a real skill to be able to tell a cool story that is interesting and deepens the characters, but doesn't rely on things will never be the same. Yeah, you know, yeah, he's a process dude. Yeah. Like he I, he has to know the exact ending, and it's just oh, reverse yeah. engineered all of this back mm-hmm. from that. It's so good. It is, it is really, it is good. really it's good. So good. And now we've got Apocalypse. Even Apocalypse is like, right. I like what you guys are doing. Here. I like because why yeah. wouldn't he? Can this I is his here? whole deal. Wing, wing. <laughs> you know, like survival of the fittest. This is, yeah, this is yeah. my bag, baby. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I God see. I see you. I hear you. Yeah. You've been listening. So mm-hmm. ah, it's. I'm so glad because there's there's been other series where it starts. I feel. I feel like they've started off strong. Mm. Like I was enjoying Heroes in Crisis. Oh yeah. And then that just. Yeah. In bed. So uh, I'm excited that I still love this book. Yeah. It's nice. It's a nice feeling. Um, let's do some Thunder Rounds. Thunder Rounds. So we're going to start with Justice League number 32, Noel. This this is a whole Noel segment. Whole oh, yeah. Sorry Noel. about that, guys. I hope you like Noel because... <laughs> oh, bless you. Timer, one minute, <coughs> on the clock... Justice League number 32, written by Scott Snyder and James Tinian IV, with art by Howard Porter. Start. Go. So, for the last 32 issues, I've been on this roller coaster of emotions. Uh, some of it good, some of it bad, with the Justice League. This long-form story that they seem to be telling. Creative teams have been in and out, but it's always been Snyder with Tinian helping out. Um, we seem to be on the precipice of like it hitting, and I have finally just lost interest oh. just 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 finally happened and I, the, the only way i can explain it is um like watching an action movie for 46 hours after a <laughs> while you're just like all right we're done i I'm, I'm over um half the team is in the past half the team is in the future they're both looking for pieces of the totality to get to the present but the present's already fucked oh. um it's just i'm ugh. This oh. is a lot, and it hurts, and I think I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna drop Justice League. What? Yeah. All right. Time's up. End of round. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is funny too, because we were just paging through it beforehand, and there's like DC one million characters are there. Our man JD yeah, and I yeah, were both like, like oh, oh, I, oh. I, yeah, yeah. I talked the plot out to you guys, and on paper it sounds amazing, <laughs> yeah. but literally has been treading this same plot line ah, for fudge. is this issue good? And if there hadn't been the previous ten issues, you would, you know, what I mean? one of those deals? maybe because yeah, yeah, yeah. like it all it all kind of culminates in so like the the three brother like you've got Perpetua, the, the lady behind the wall that's going to be able to bring the whole universe into Zoom, blah blah sure. blah blah. blah. Um, her children are the Monitor, the Anti-Monitor, and the World Forger. Yeah. The whole f- point of this was the Justice League trying to get all the MacGuffins that they need and have, <laughs> and have because there's multiple. Sure, you can't have, have just one MacGuffin. The Monitor, the World Forger, uh-huh. and the Anti-Monitor on their team mm. to be able to take, because they were the only three that were able to take out 
Perpetua before. And the whole thing has been like, will the Anti-Monitor join them? Because he hates his brothers. He's the Anti-Monitor. And we've known it's going to happen. And this the end of this issue is, it happens. hey, I'm on the team. Cool. And you're like, all right. But what about Batman number 79, written by Tom King with art by Clay Mann? You got 60 seconds, go. And this continues the adventures of Bruce Wayne's training, agnostic of everything else that's going on in Gotham. Uh, the only it, it's, a, it's a beautifully written, beautifully drawn book of them just training and talking about the relationship. It's, it's kind of a nice slice of life. It's weirdly placed inside the whole larger plot. This is not mm. unlike what they did with Nightmares, where mm. you got this really great cliffhanger, mm. and then all of a sudden... A separate story, except this is only like two issues of it, as opposed to ten issues, and then they get back to it. Either way, um, we learned in this issue that you know previously Damien broke into Gotham, and Alfred was paid the price. Um, there's a throwaway line in here that Batman actually sent Damien. What? Uh, what? What? He uh. gave the order for Damien to breach the walls because he was ready. Oh shit! So he's responsible for. End of round. Ah, I wonder what he was responsible for. <laughs> we'll never we'll know. We'll never know because it was the end of the round. Unless you come into Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex and, and purchase the issue. <laughs> so, My man. Speaking of it, like, I know everybody's like, drop Batman, pick me, like, put it back on my list when the next creative team comes in. I'm going to go opposite. I'll drop Batman when this team leaves because hmm. oh. I'm not super excited about the new one. Oh, yeah, me neither. Hmm. But what about Absolute Carnage number three, written by Donny Cates and art by Ryan Stegman? Now, you have decided you don't need a full Thunder Round. Thrown. 30 seconds. You're going to just do a Thrown. Yeah, because you know what? First of all, listeners are tired of me already. <laughs> yeah. And it's been two minutes. Co hosts are tired of you already. That's fair. <laughs> you got 30 seconds on the clock. No. Uh, this is more of the same. It's fun. It's dumb. It's crazy. It's a big ass B horror movie with superheroes. However, they do something in this issue that I hate. Uh, it's, a, it's a pet peeve that event comics do where there will be a time jump and we're talking like hours within mm. the middle of the book and it'll be like, oh, see the rest of that fight in Venom number 19. Mm. Except Venom 19's not out yet. Oof. Mm. So it just kind of, it, it's it's very jarring and it just ends. Like they're, they're here and then all of a sudden they're in different clothes. End of round. Oh, you're so good at this. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> All right. Yeah, try to vamp a little more at the end of the round so we cut you off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the fun of it. Don't let me see the clock. <laughs> so um, I would like to take this uh, couple of seconds to thank the patrons. Ah. Pa- patrons? The patrons. The patrons. Uh, if you go to uh, patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo, you can give the show some money, which is lovely. And uh, I wanted to thank Anthony D, who upped his donations this month from... Seven to ten dollars. I think Indeed. that's what it was. Was it five to seven or seven to ten? My note says seven to ten. Either way, it's wonderful. Yeah. Thank you so much. I've started doing a new thing called the Thunder Round. Thunder Round. But there, it's a preview. So because I own a shop, I get the books a day early. So I get to like maybe flip through a book and mm. read it, mm. and then do a quick sixty seconds for my Patreon. Is mm. it so? It's it's an early Thunder Round. So it's like a. It's like a thunder forecast. Yes. Uh-huh. If it was, ah, uh, see, if I did it, if it was always a Thor book, I could call it the Thorcast. I mean, you could always That's talk about a Thor book every week. Yeah. Just a Thor book. Just any yeah. Thor book. Yeah. I mean, um, I'm down. But it's a video. Thor's my dude. 
I do. I'm, hmm. It's a Related. little video. I don't usually do videos, but I'm going to try it. So uh, thank you so much to anyone who donates. There's a couple of you out there, and I certainly appreciate it. You do help the show out. I was able to get, uh, what is this thing called? Tripod it's like a, a selfie stick. Or a recording thing. It's a selfie stand recording thing. Also, yeah. if they want me to stop doing Thunder Rounds, donate to the patron <laughs> page. <laughs> yeah. When we get to $100 a month. Yeah. When we get to $100 a month, no one will stop doing Thunder Rounds. Until then... He will just bombard you with bullshit. Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> he might just call you and give you a I'm, thunder round. I mean, what's your email? Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on. Once in Future, number two, written mm. by Kieran Gillen with art by Dan Mora. Diamond has this to say. The McGuire family has held back supernatural threats for generations. Mm. But this time, the messed up. Yeah. As an ancient evil arises from the grave, Bridget and Duncan find themselves up against forces bigger than they could have expected and faces new and old are about to complicate things further. I don't feel like that was super accurate. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't read it. Uh, well, sadly, I read that. I read. I do want to say I yeah. read the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. loved it. I didn't know if I would love it because Karen Gillan is sort of like peaks and valleys for me. Oh, yeah. But oh, yeah. this one. I'm really excited to read the yeah. second issue yeah, yeah, of because yeah. I really enjoyed the first one. It was a lot of fun, and uh, the dialogue was snappy. I really like the grandmother. She's a lot of fun to, mm-hmm. to hang out with, so mm-hmm. I'm excited to see where this is headed. What did you guys think? Brian! I really liked it. Um, I was mentioning to you earlier, we've had a lot of first-issue fantasy stuff mm-hmm. recently, and I think this is my favorite out of them. Uh, it was cool. It had uh, like a classic thing in the Arthurian legends, mm-hmm. but with a twist. Uh, that I thought was very interesting. I didn't know that about the scabbard, but it kind of rings a bell, and I wonder if that's a real bell, if I'm remembering something, or I'm just like filling that in to yeah, my memory. See, I didn't you know? know about a scabbard. I thought that yeah. maybe Kieran Gillen was adding something to it's the possible. mythos. It's possible. It's possible, yeah. Uh, yeah, the only thing that I said wasn't super accurate was the family for generations has been protecting, and that could be the case, yeah. but it didn't come across in this issue. Yeah. I was wondering if she was long-lived. The oh, grandmother, you she's know, she's been around for so long. Yeah, she was around during King Arthur. Yeah. yeah, and also the other part was like that they could have no way of knowing what's coming. No, she knows. Yeah, she's well aware of what is coming, <laughs> and they need to stop it. Um, as a side note, I had an ancient history professor once that told us that uh, the sword from the stone is ex Saxona or something like that with a diacritic mark, but the sword from the Saxon is like something very similar, ex Saxono, right? Like ex being from. So they were fighting the Saxons at the time. So it's very possible that Arthur didn't pull the sword from a stone. He got it from a Saxon. (gasps) And he took the sword of his fallen enemy, and it later became, in mythology, a little mistranslation. And it's a mystical, cool, like, chosen one kind of thing. And there we go. Uh, That's not in this book at all. I've just always found that interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I love it. There you go. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm flipping through, and this mm, page is awesome. Very cool, oh, where he rises. He reconstitutes Jesus. panel yeah, by yeah. panel. Too. And he's, like, getting going before he's fully constituted. Mm. <laughs> also, I this? like his crap. That is That's Arthur. Arthur. <gasps> yeah. Spoiler alert, you guys. That's Don't... the name of the show. Oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> it, it escalates quickly. Oh, my God. I, oh, I yeah. can't. This art yeah. is so good. Yeah, it's really good, and he has oh, a Dan, real creepy kind of. Dan Mora is Fucking yeah. fantastic! Yeah, oh my yeah. God. I don't he, know the name, but I do he's, now. Well, yeah. okay, so he yeah. he did um, Klaus with Dan oh, Morrison. Klaus. Oh, he Klaus. did uh, he just did the relaunch of Buffy, but he left for oh. this. Oh shit! Uh, he's and I've I've seen him do a couple of other things, but he's always got great art. I'm, I'm mm. like surprised it's taken this long for him to kind of get like air quote popular. Yeah. Whoosh. 
And by that you mean I now like him. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, know his name, so now he's popular. I mean, you, you're the, the popularity maker. I'm the yeah, leader. You're, yeah. you're the influencer yeah, yeah, yeah. when yeah. it comes to popularity. <laughs> um, I I have. I'm on a I'm on like a Kieran Gillen kick, and I don't mm. I don't understand why. So I mean, that's, that's, that's do you enjoy, enjoy his writing, writing and the comics? Well, no, comes I, out mean, with? I, but I I have spent uh, at least five years hmm. constantly sampling his earlier stuff, uh, okay. and always kind of coming away feeling either um, it wasn't for me, it was impenetrable, mm-hmm. it's a little too niche, yes. and I I. Hmm. And I have like I had uh, defined that in his head for like mm. in, in my head for like die is incredibly niche, mm. uh, wicked and divine. If you don't get it, you're out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and fan, 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 fanagram? phonogram phonogram thank phonogram you. was was more so than mm. yeah. wicked and divine. But I've been reading his like big two stuff here and there. Yeah, what is that? Die, stuff? I liked a lot. Um, he did a great run on stuff. Runaways. No, no, Young uh, Avengers with yeah. um, well, Jamie McKelvey. There were some aspects uh, of that that was at, like I got to go back and reread it. But there did was he some do the original of that, that also no. felt kind okay. of like okay. not for you, right? Brian K. Vaughan. Ah, I remember gotcha. being very confused about the end of that whole series because it harkened back to the forty-five issues of Journey into Mystery that he wrote before mm. without Ooh. any reentry. Mm. So it was like this still doesn't feel like it's for me or it's impenetrable. Mm. Um, I but I read and loved his Darth Vader run. I'm like, mm-hmm. so you were able to take this very known quantity and make it feel fresh for me. Mm-hmm. So maybe I misjudged, and I've just been really enjoying a lot of his writing lately. So I don't know if something clicked for me, or if it's just what he's you know choosing, or that he's able to like jump back and forth from a different styles very yeah. successfully. But I'm digging Kieran Gillen. A yeah, lot. I gotta. Yeah. I'm really excited to read this. Just flipping through it, I'm stoked. Yeah, it looks great. Yeah, yeah. It was. This was uh, what was the? It was the other thing. Oh, I like the idea of the. Uh, well, you know what? You haven't read it yet, JD. I won't say that. Oh no, please. Oh, I like the idea of the. Uh, well, Arthur will come back in the darkest times of Britain or cause them. Yeah, <laughs> one oh, yeah, or the other of the. Oh, is that issue? What? I read yeah. them one right after the other, yeah. so I wasn't sure. Um, there was another interesting element of it that was on the tip of my tongue and now I've forgotten <laughs> completely what that was. There's, That's there's a shame. The, there, this is an aspect of this book because it's it's just a mini-series, right? Like it's just six issues. Oh, is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just a mini. Hmm. There's an aspect of this book that feels like it's perfect for other media. Mm-hmm. Like, but it doesn't feel like it's not a comic. There's Sometimes you'll, yeah. you'll read these like quick, big concept stories and comics and it's just like they're just trying to sell a script. Like storyboarding, yeah. a miniseries. A little bit, yeah. A little what? bit of Mark Miller. Yeah, they're trying to, it's, uh, they're, they're trying to sell a, a intellectual property at this point, but this feels like a comic book that would also be good yeah. as mm. a movie or a show. Like, this is just fun. This is really yeah. fun. Yeah. Uh, I remembered the thing. Hey! And it is that uh, I like the idea of Britain for Britons kind of thing, that King Arthur is <laughs> like... Uh, he like tastes one of the guy's blood, and he kills him. And he's like Saxon, oh, and they're like, yeah. "Oh yeah, he's all about native Britons, Holy and shit. you're a Saxon, and you think of yourself as a native Briton now because it's been a while because that's immigration for you, you, you know." But yeah, I thought that was an interesting twist. Like oh, from the old days, yeah. now you're a foreigner, uh, <laughs> yeah, and he doesn't like you, yeah. Uh, Spider-Man, number mm. one, written by J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams, art by Sarah Pichelli. What do they have planned for Peter Parker and Mary Jane Watson? Who is cadaverous? Mm. The modern master of mystery makes his marvel this September. Mm. Uh, which I read that to you earlier, Brian, yes. and your response was, Is he the 
modern, modern master, master of, of mystery? mystery or even a purveyor of mystery, yeah. uh, notably. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he does a lot of good stuff. I mean, Lost was kind of mysterious. That was a, that was a huge mystery. It was, and remains to this day. <laughs> good show, though. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know how it ended. Oh, no. I Lost, you mean? Yeah. I mean, no, yeah. It, no, I saw it. I was just, there's a lot of stuff that wasn't answered. I thought it was answered just fine. Let's talk about Lost. On our Lost so podcast. I did, <laughs> on, uh, for my patrons, uh, I did a Thunder Round. Thunder Round. For for them about this book before it hit shelves the next day. And my thing was, uh, I liked it. I thought it was fun. It was a lot different. A lot more. It was a lot more different. Is that the way I was going to Differenter. It's yes. No. It was the differentest the most of what differentest. I thought it was going to be. Yes, <laughs> um, because I thought it was going to be straight up just uh, Peter Parker and a Mary Jane story, a la uh, maybe yeah. Mark Miller's Marvel Knight Spider Man. Okay. It is not that thing. Nope. It is this is a future story, uh, not unlike Spider Girl. Yeah. Was uh, Mayday Parker becomes the new Spider f- Girl person, and um, this is uh, similar in that. It, it's a time jump after Mary Jane dies, and it focuses more heavily on Peter's son, Ben. Hmm. And there are questions I have or, or things that make me a little uncomfortable reading this character hmm. in a future where he has given up. Yeah. Um, but I also get it. Yeah. Uh, I feel like, you know, as I was reading, I was like, man, people are going to be upset that this isn't the Peter Parker that they're used to. Hmm. But, um, you know... I'm I'm in the middle of watching um, a movie with Sean Penn called Lake. No, what was that called? Mystic River. Mystic River. Uh. I'm in the middle of watching it right now for the upteenth time. Mm. And I feel like there are things in your life that change you. Mm. Not everyone uh, starts off one way and ends up the same way. Mm. So for a character to grow or develop or change doesn't bother me hmm. uh, i'm thinking even about frank castle as the cosmic ghost rider okay millennia from now he's a very different person sure um and i feel like losing your wife is something that might change you and might yeah. not not even and losing your, your wife and you've his lost, arm yeah you've lost what's that and your arm and your arm yeah and so he and, can't do his spider-man thing really and your previous girlfriend yeah and your uncle Etc. Etc. And he's a big blame himself guy. Yeah. And so he, you know, he says it in there. He's like, no, I can't be around because it's safer for you. Yeah. You know. And how many times in just the us reading it over the past couple of decades has he given up being Spider Man? No more. Yeah. No more. Yeah. This um, is maybe just the longest span. Yeah. 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 So um, that doesn't bother me. And uh, I think Noel, you were telling me there was some hoopla. Uh, yeah, I had read some hoopla. um some some back backalache oh. uh, in regards to the treatment of Mary Jane being essentially using her. So spoiler alert: she gets killed. Yeah. Essentially using her death or her you know murder as an impetus for these other male characters. Mm-hmm. It was just another form of fridging. I mean, I I can see where they're coming from. Uh, on paper, but yeah, absolutely. She like. Characters can die, and have, no, I get you. Like Mary Jane has a long and storied history, and is definitely not as a character only around but for this. As, you know, as of right now, with yeah. just this issue, yeah. Tell me how it would be different if you swapped Peter for Mary Jane in that first scene. Uh, well, Mary Jane doesn't have spider powers, but their son would. So, oh you, yeah, you don't okay. necessarily need that. That's what I mean. Sure. Like it, it, it was meant yeah. specifically to propel the plot. Now, if it's a grander story, and I'm, this is devil's advocate at this point. Sure, sure. It doesn't really bother me. I just read it. Um, 
if there is a larger a larger story to tell about fathers and sons or or I don't think Mary between, Jane's gone either. Right? I don't think she's dead. Was that could have been her in that tank? I don't know. I don't know. This no. all we have is one issue right now. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. so it's not it's not a uh, you know holding on to a knee jerk reaction of they're doing uh, Mary Jane yeah, dirty. Yeah. Um, but I could see somebody reading it that way and just being like, sure. "Fuck this." Although yeah. you did actually, I think, hit on a really good point. Given who is writing it, it's a father and a son. Exactly. So they maybe want to tell a father and son story. It's, and I mean, I can, like you said, like I can see where people are coming from. Like, oh, she was just killed. But I don't think that that is a foregone conclusion. Anytime a side character dies, I mean, it, she is uh, a woman, and and that certainly. Fridging comes from from yeah. women and happens to women way more often because men male characters tend to be the main characters. Yeah. So you do it to a side character. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that vibe here. It was just like, oh, it's a bad future story. Some bad shit's gonna go down yeah. way in the beginning, and then they'll deal with that, like so many other yeah. bad things in the future stories. Um, I'm not making light of it. I I definitely agree that fridging is a problem. Mm. Um, and I'm glad that there are discussions happening yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. Um. I'm not bringing up a cartoon to make light. Do people consider things like Finding Nemo fridging? Not super familiar. I don't remember. Finding Nemo in the very, very beginning. Yeah, yeah, um, There is a father fish and a mother fish, Mm -hmm. and then there's a baby fish, Mm -hmm. and the mother fish gets eaten. So 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 she's dead. Yes and no. Uh, Not specifically fridging, because... um, it's you never really it's uh it's not I've actually heard somebody explain this and I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. It's not exactly fridging, but it is uh a common trope in, you know, fiction to yeah. um propel the plot of a male hmm. by violently eliminating the female. Yeah. Hmm. In comics it's most it's it's referred to as fridging because it usually is a, a nefarious bad guy getting yeah. the, the hmm. hero to do something or to get yeah. somewhere. In other media it's not as aggressive. Mm. It's not like yeah. a, a master villain. It's usually tragedy. Yeah. It's usually an illness. It's yeah. usually, you know, like, if you want to see yeah. how a man can grow, you take away the wife by an illness and he has to mm-hmm. raise his son. Or I think something it, like that's, that. And that's, that's when, when you brought it up. Because um, there are times where I'll, it'll occur to me. I'm like, oh, come on, guys. Don't do that. Mm. Um, but when I was reading this, that did not occur to me because it did not feel like it was propelling the character right. forward. Right. It, it was dealing with... Uh, loss mm-hmm. and hopelessness mm-hmm. and giving up and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, you know, I, I feel like fridging is more applicable when it's a character has died, a female character has died, and then the male, because of that, right. now finds right. the, hero- the hero within. Right. Um, this is the opposite and to me, in many it, ways. Because yeah. it's the opposite, it didn't feel as egregious. It yeah. felt more like a story about... Um, yeah, all the things I just said, you know, it, right, it right. feels like a downer as opposed to like my wife has died and now I must forever be Spider-Man. Right. It's not issue one. I mean, it is Spider-Man number one, but this is not his origin story. This is, I think, falls into the trope of uh, a terrible thing happens that you wouldn't do in a comic, yeah. in whatever comic it is. So I just expect that in the beginning, in the more current time, yeah. some bad shit's going to happen mm-hmm. and it's to his family. Um and I think it touches on uh, the the one of the major problems is just that oh there aren't enough female leads yes because if there were then it would happen to their male supporting characters yes. you know what I mean that and that is an issue too um, just uh, maybe a larger issue actually <laughs> you know more, no maybe about it that is a larger issue 
Yeah, it's it's um it's definitely worth discussing. And you know the thing about it is I, I don't think it's there's no more there's there's no deeper you can go with the discussion when it comes to just this book, issue. right? This issue until the next one and the next yes. one, yeah, yeah, to yeah. see where it goes. However, at first blush, I think there's merit to the complaint. I think that there's sure. yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. I'm like not, I, I'm not. Dis- no, um, I didn't say you were. This is. Disqualifying? Sure, I'm not. Yeah. Hmm. Undermining? I don't uh, care. It doesn't matter. But I would, and I don't think either of you guys are. Because yeah. I feel similarly to you, where it's, it, if anything, it bummed me out, but I couldn't necessarily articulate why. Hmm. And then I kept reading, and then and then Peter bummed me out, and then the fucking weird ass blood dream. I'm like, what is this? It is weird. And then I was just like, okay, so this is an origin story of hmm. of Ben Riley or <laughs> Ben Riley <laughs> of um of Ben Parker kind of figuring out who his parents are and blah blah blah. But then after that, I thought, all right, so I mean, it could have been a deadbeat Mary Jane uh, hmm. that's that's this story is happening to because the world lost a hero and she yeah. lost her husband. Th- that's what I, like that's why it was just like, all right, there's maybe merit there until I know what's going on after. True, and and also, I mean. People are allowed to tell the stories that they want to tell. Yeah, and um, you know, it's a, it's just I think something to keep in mind that for not for us, well, yes, for us, but uh, for the for any writer that is like, you should tell the story that you want to tell. Be aware of the wider context that it fits into. That kind. Of, it's interesting though. Uncle Ben w- was essentially fridged, you know, yeah. as the start of Peter's heroic journey. If you want to frame it in terms like you were, JD, mm-hmm. of the thing that sets them on their path. Yeah. But I, yeah. I, I it's a it's a it's a familiar plot point, period. Yeah. But by and large, it un it happens to women characters sure. in a almost like an unsubstantiated uh way. Like with Ben, he's like one of like for every Uncle Ben there's like thirty Rondas and, and Barbs and Rondas and Wens and like I don't even remember the name of all the names of all of Kyle Rayner's girlfriends that have been exploded, cut up, burnt in stars. <laughs> like have a, there been more than just Alex? Tons. Like even even when he was in the court, he was dating people. It was like it was essentially a trope. Just well, she's gonna die. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was yeah. trying to think of like Donna Troy, Jade, uh, Sornik Natu. Jade didn't die. Daredevil. Oh uh, yeah, Daredevil also. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think like I was saying, it's when like they don't, the problem Daredevil. is that there are more female lead characters. Even in Daredevil, when they don't die, they just go crazy, mm-hmm. or they're driven to madness and are like, wasn't Mia like yeah. institutionalized? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a shame. Um, well, how did you think about the art? What? Oh, you have something about the art? Well, what did you think about the art? It's Sarah uh, Petrolli. Sarah Pichelli. Hmm. It was good. It's it's yeah. very loose, Sarah Pichelli. This is not Miles Morales's, hmm. you know, origin story, Sarah Pichelli, hmm. um, where everything is very tight and crisp. Hmm. This has a much looser um, feel to it, much sketchier. Hmm. It's not my favorite, Sarah Pichelli. I feel like the faces are a little uneven. Um, May. Yeah, like Aunt May looks kind of strange. May looks very different than her usual yes. character layout. Yeah. Yeah. I like Parker's look. Um, yeah. Peter's yeah, yeah, look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The kid's hair length changes a couple times from panel to he panel. He probably gets a haircut off, off panel. Off panel. Like yeah. in the car. In the middle of the like car, right? They probably stop. Um, which is, which is a later. crazy nitpick. But I think it was, I like, I had, I had looked at the comic a lot, and I, I think I just miss 
Justin Ponzer's colors on oh, Sarah. Yeah. Hmm. Dave Stewart's amazing, but there's something like the two of them when they were working together. Just mm. it was just such a, it was so vibrant and so. I think the huge. the art, like you were saying, it's sketchy, but it works well for the bad yeah. future that they're yeah. in. You know, it's a it's a just maybe not dystopian, but it's dystopian for uh, them. I mean, you know, when she draws a book, it's a million dollars. We're li- I'm literally di- discussing like my least favorite million dollars. Yeah. Right, right, right. Like, yeah, it's yeah, still yeah. amazing. Yeah. It yeah, just, the scene it, where Mary Jane. Struck me as different. Yeah, that's a good scene. What, I'm so, yeah, I know it's a bummer, but this silhouette of yeah. her getting it's well drawn. It's good. Tier, yeah, so good. Yeah, the tear being from her. Yeah, the the easier choice would have been Peter. Yeah, you know, uh, it's it's good. God damn it! And oh, and, and she gets thrown off the bridge. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, she gets that may be the, the other thing is that I f- either I read something ahead of time or something that. Mary Jane is not necessarily gone mm-hmm. from the oh, story. Really? That made me, that might be why huh. I thought that I'm she. Open. Yeah, I'm curious. Yeah, because well, I mean the thing with that blood dream with Ben, mm-hmm. that's a that's a not really gone kind of dream I was to have. Some you know, symbiote vibes from that. I don't know if it's carnage or uh, what, but yeah. the blood seemed to have a little bit. It was more than blood. It looked like. Yeah, I mean, it's, the way it's carnage. Yeah. His body. True. Yeah, blood doesn't usually do that. Yeah. Um, not I mean, not usually. I mean, there's been times. Are you guys going to stick with Spider-Man? Yeah, I'm down. Yeah? Uh, I could go either way. Um, I would pro- Let's put it this way. I'd probably really enjoy it if we review it again. Yeah. Will I, mean, I pick gonna. it up on my own? Probably. So then, yeah, I'll stick yeah. with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, Superman number 15. Let's wrap this up. Written by Brian Michael Bendis and art by Ivan Rice. At last, it's the return of the Legion of Superheroes, the greatest superheroes of the 32nd century have traveled back in time not just to meet the heroes who inspired them, but to make an offer. But to which hero? And why will that choice tear Superman's life apart? Plus, the fallout from Lex Luthor's conversation with Lois Lane escalates. What? (laughs) What dark secret did Lex tell? Who's writing these? (laughs) Well, they're writing them three months in advance, so the stories change. And because they did, for for like two weeks, it was going to be the 32nd century. And then they went back to the 31st century. Oh, like 1,000 years in the future rather than 1,100. Yeah, 1, because um, Adam Strange, Strange yeah. says 30th, and then Superman corrects him 31st. 31st, actually. Yeah. So, yeah. And then the synopsis solicitation writer says, it's the 32nd. I don't give a shit. I don't care. Yeah. This book's awesome. You're into it? I am so into this cool. stuff. I'm excited cool. to read some hopefully good Legion stuff because yeah. they've never been my guys. Sure. And gals. But you've always wanted them to be, right? I've always wanted them like to be my guys Like you want to be gals. into them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the art by Ivan Rice never is never hurts. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah, always yeah. love his stuff. And yeah, he, he is good. Particularly great at Superman and the Super Family. Yeah. Um, the way he draws uh, Supergirl, Superman, Crypto. Mm-hmm. Although, since I brought it up, there is one when it's, you know, uh, John Kent is, he's got his fist up and he's yelling Unity Day. Crypto looks uh, strange. He, looks he does like, look a little odd. He looks That's, like an alpaca with a large mouth. It's not a great no. crypto. Uh, but the rest of the Super Family always look great. Yeah. So, um,. Yeah, man, this was awesome. And I, I like that it took us how many issues? 13? 15, 15, like 15 issues. issues. This yeah. is all one story arc yeah, yeah. called the Unity Saga. And where it started and well, where we ended up is very different. Yeah, um, I, I did not know. So when we first got the... Uh, when everyone cried foul when Rogel Czar was introduced. 
in Man of Steel, like yeah. the beginning of his run, like, oh, you're going to change continuity, you're going to change how Krypton died. This... I was into it. For it I, so was I. I was like, but <laughs> for it to for it to evolve into the birth of the Legion of Superheroes, I was like, this is adorable. This is this is comic booking. This is planning. This is awesome. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what did you think, Brian? I really enjoyed it as well. I am a Legion of Superheroes guy, so I was interested in it from you know, the first mention. Um, hey, this has nothing to do with this story, but I am just a little bit bummed that they are switching it up so that Superman, as a boy, was not a member of the Legion of Superheroes. Well, yeah, I know, I know. And, it's but just a like, classic thing. It's cool, you know, and they had just gotten it back. When I say just, I mean eight years ago or so, when... I mean, like, they had just gotten a lot of things back right before the New 52 mm -hmm. and kind of settled into, like... Superman had these adventures, they were his friends, they had to wipe his mind so he didn't remember, but then when he was an adult, he did, and and I like that. Um, wait around, <laughs> 20 or 30 years, maybe it'll come back, you know what I mean? There's something I always really liked, the same way I liked um, Kid Flash's costume, mm -hmm. I really, I don't know what it is, certain artists just drew Superboy yeah. in that classic costume. Mm-hmm. In such a way that I, I just really liked it. Yeah, he looked he looked good in it for some yeah. reason. Like yeah, Superboy yeah. in the nineteen seventies. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like Superman's outfit, but clearly boy, -ish. you know, boyish. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Something I always liked about it. I don't, I can't really yeah. explain it. It's just um, something that spoke to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I always like variants of things anyway. Yeah, you know, that's, yeah, it's, it's just cool like a, yeah, to see it. Yeah, like a young version of it, as opposed to like this Superboy has a very different costume. Right, which I think is a cool costume. Mm -hmm. Um. It's it's uh it's inadvertently a, in line with everyone else in the Legion. Yeah. It's very mm -hmm. interesting. There's a I lot like some of these. Though. It's true. It's it's busy. A lot it's, of elements. Did yeah. Jim Lee design it? <laughs> there are a lot of lines on like Monel has a lot of lines on his yeah. outfit. Some of these redesigns I really like. Some of them I'm like, eh. Like the shaved head side, the shaved sides of the heads. I'm like, eh. Or the my, no sleeves for Cosmic Boy. My favorite part of this entire issue was uh, Brandon Peterson's page where. Jor El got to tell uh, his old self. Yeah, your son it. changes. Yeah, yeah, your son changes the world. Also, no. should the universe together. He not wasn't he put back at the exact moment that he was plucked from the time stream, yeah. which is here. So, shouldn't the uh, younger one be gone? No, no, he, his older self was sent back. That's what I'm saying, right? But so he was sent back to the moment when he, as a younger self, well, then, okay, was so the, plucked out of the, the time stream. The next panel you can't see is a blue hand pulling him out. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> just, just real quick, because I have a tendency to forget. Yeah. Rogel Czar was created by um, Mr. Oz. Um, I am behind on all that stuff. I don't know. Yeah. He, wasn't, he wasn't created by. He was that... I forgot that um, that council. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Oh crap! I already forgot. Because you know, there's a conversation <laughs> happening here wow. with Superman and Adam Strange, issues, and Adam Strange goes, "Does creating genetically enhanced war monsters sound like he's from a different generation, or does it sound like something we deal with all the time?" That's so a fair point. he created a. It sounds like he created <laughs> a genetically enhanced war monster, uh, Rogel Czar. But I don't, uh, maybe because there's 15 issues of it, I kind of just lost oh, that tiny little yeah, piece yeah. of it. Oh, yeah, I forgot. The, it's an interesting uh, commentary, I think. The, yeah. you know, And it's odd coming out of Superman's mouth, too. But, of course, I mean, his dad or I mean, Superman maybe would make so, excuses for anyone. So he tried to, I, I, I do remember he tried to get the council, uh, uh, 
all those other like leaders, the Guardian, yeah. the Tamarin, to take it seriously that Krypton was was dying. Mm. Uh, they said, yeah, it's one planet, tough shit, <laughs> big universe. Um, and did he did he put things in play to kind of get Rogelzar on the page, but then other factions in the council kind of redirected him to mm. let's say exacerbate the destruction of Krypton. Mm. So he had like a hand in it, but he didn't make Rogelzar or send Rogelzar to destroy Krypton to send a message or anything. Oh okay. It was the rest it would of be the counter council. to his Yeah, I was going to say I think impulses. it was yeah, I yeah. think it was like a rogue guardian and then some other member of the council were just like we can make this all go away mm. if mm. Rogelzar actually destroys mm. Krypton. Mm. Um, yeah, the uh, the different generation thing is interesting. You know, like, oh, he's a different generation. Yeah, yeah. Is interesting of Superman yeah. to say, right. Also, I find it odd, but but interesting, that the Guardians are part of the founding of the United Planets. They often seem, you know, the Guardians are a level up. Standoffish. Right, They're and really way more out. powerful. Yeah. You know, like, the Green Lanterns are on the level with the Tamaranians and yeah. what have you. The Guardians are above. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although apparently there's going to be a gold lantern yep. in the Legion, uh, which is interesting. I think it just speaks to a different view of uh, time and, and powers going in the future that when the Legion premiered, Superman wasn't around because it was a thousand years later. He had died and mm-hmm. you would just expect it. The Green Lanterns weren't around just because they weren't around, you know. Mm-hmm. And then as things have gotten different or our perception of what invulnerability is... Um, you you think like well why wouldn't Superman still be alive and why would the guard why what happened in the lanterns you know that kind of thing soon we'll see yay, yay. it's a um, good book this has been yeah. so much fun yeah did you do your homework Brian oh I sure did you guys oh my god I sure did so I would never miss a week of doing it one of our drum roll here one of our undying <laughs> new um, uh, segments is called the back issue book report yes. and I don't know seven years ago I think yeah. we told Brian. That he was Seven supposed to years. do yeah, yeah, a yeah. book report on optic nerve, mm-hmm. and then he didn't mm-hmm. do it. I didn't do it, and and then he had to do another one. And so that was my two. punishment. I had to do two of them. Yeah, and I didn't even try to fake my way through it as I would have done with actual book reports <laughs> in school. Uh, now, do we have the form available I so that I can look at it while I talk? No. And say the answers to those questions. No, I will read them to you. Oh, fantastic. You didn't type this out on a word processor? <laughs> I, I used my electric typewriter, actually. So, what's up? Optic Nerve? Yeah, let's do Optic Nerve first. So, the latest one first. Yeah, we'll of, go in reverse order. The, other, the <laughs> author of the book is... Uh, Adrian Tomine, uh-huh. perhaps. I'm not 100% sure how you pronounce it, but it seems good. Tomine. The publisher and year of the book uh, is... Drawn in quarterly. I do not know the year. Mm-hmm. Um, you would know it if you looked at the indicia. Sometime, if I had done that, yeah. I would know. <laughs> but maybe I can do that right now. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He's the opening the bag publication and board. year is... <laughs> He's opening the bag and board. He's now... Oh, here it comes. The... Originally published by Drone and Quarterly. Post office box. No, 2011. 2011. There we go. Uh, the main character of the story is... There are actually two stories. Oh, my God. In, in this, for the price of one, which for me was nothing, because mm-hmm. I'm reading it as a back issue for yeah. this segment. <laughs> um, Way to ruin the magic. 
Oh, I thought that enhanced the magic for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just about you. Oh. Sorry. Carry an on. interesting take. Um, no, it was really good. Uh, the main character of the first one, I'm not sure what his name is, but he is a guy who is a gardener, and he gets uh, he gets the idea to, to do something called horticulture, yeah. right? Which is like a uh, a mix between abstract art and and plant life and that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and the problem is that nobody cares for his work. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they're just they're not that great. He's kind of trying to push this thing out into the world, and some guy is like, like a chia pet, and he's like, ah, asshole. Yeah. No, it's not. I mean, it is very similar, but uh, I actually think the idea of it is very cool. Mm-hmm. Like that, he creates this like fusion of of sculpture and and plant, um, and then he would like charge people a <laughs> crazy amount of money, but he also wants to then come back. And they will pay him to do this. And nobody's into it, right? And he's kind of, he's trying to get his art in the world. He's got uh, a wife and eventually a daughter. Um, And it's just not working out. And there's a lot of very poignant and sad, you know, attempts of an artist and failing. Mm -hmm. And um, it's really cool. And it ends in in an upbeat way, you know. his wife finally is like, look, it's been like six years. Yeah. And and it's told in little blocks because yeah. that's how it's originally published. Um, so little like tiny stories compose this, uh, comprise this story. And um, compose or comprise. Look it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, but by the end, he uh, he uh, somebody some kid is like making fun of his daughter because of it. And, and he goes out and his wife hears Here's this thing, and he's and he's fed up, and he, she hears all this crashing and banging, and she's worried that he's like ending his life, I think, right? And and she opens the door, and it's him and his daughter destroying the, uh, and he's like, this kind of sucks, yeah. this stuff, right? And so he ends on a happy note, and it was like I felt Acceptance. for the guy a lot, yeah. right? Because um, he wanted to be something that was not what he was day to day and maybe he didn't have it in him but you know he came he came to acceptance nice yeah it was really cool um the second one was called amber sweet mm-hmm. which had a really cool opening thing um two opposing pages one pink with right white lettering and one white with pink lettering both say amber sweet the the deal was that she the main character looked like a woman named amber sweet who was a porn star yeah and everyone thought that it was her, and it wasn't. And she was like a pretty straight-laced individual, and at first didn't know what was going on. And then she finds out, and it's kind of like really affecting her life. Everyone's yeah. making fun of her, laughing at her behind her back. Yeah. There's it. She is not responsible for it. You know, there's nothing she can do. Um, it reminded me of another story I've read where these uh, Jonathan Lethem, where these two people meet each other and they think they know each other, mm-hmm. and they spend the whole short story at successive like years go by in the short story trying to remember where they know each other from and it was uh, in many ways uh, i don't know i felt related yeah, you know yeah. um she runs into amber sweet and they get along like way towards the end of the story that you see a couple of different examinations of like she's in a relationship and this guy is like obsessed with amber sweet and and then she runs into her and she was like i'd always planned out what i would say and but then Amber turned out to be incredibly understanding. Yeah. Uh, they kind of hit it off. Amber Sweet says like I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry multiple times. She wonders like she's like I thought we were going to exchange numbers or we might exchange numbers, but we didn't. Mm-hmm. And we were both crying a little when we hugged. 
And um, it was an interesting, uh, I guess you'd call it a climax to the story. Um, and then she has changed her hair and started wearing glasses. And I was kind of like, well, why didn't you do this before? Yeah. Not that she should have to, but it's a way out of the problem, yeah. you know? Um, and it, it was a cool, you know, it also kind of reminds me of uh, an old spirit story mm. where the main character of the story is not the spirit. But he comes to realize, or you, the, the reader, realize that he is not the main character in his own life. <laughs> the, oh. the main character of the story. The spirit is. Yeah. Like, the story the, of the spirit is happening in the background. Yeah. And she is definitely the main character in her own life, but she's got this, she's in this kind of, like, twinned orbit yeah. with this other person by coincidence. That's so And it's interesting. And the whole thing, she's telling it to this guy on a hillside. Yeah. And she's like, you know, I just thought I should tell you. And the last line is, Okay. Yeah, and it goes on. It, yeah. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, really yeah, enjoyable. I read this, and this is from yeah. my personal collection. A lot of the stuff, sure. a lot of the back issues are from my personal. Collection. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. Um, so yeah, th- as you were telling me about, it, I was like, oh, I remember all this. Yeah, this yeah, is great. yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, uh, what was uh, your favorite part of the story? Ooh, uh, I would say probably the wrap up in both cases. Okay. Um, a guy learning that he's not going to be an artist and destroying mm-hmm. his work is not my usual jam. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'd I'd love it if he became. A great artist, but that was not in store for this character, and I like how he resolved that. Yeah. And the Ember Sweet thing was cool when they met each other. I didn't see it coming. I don't know that I really formulated a idea of what was going to happen, mm-hmm. but um, and then and then the very uh, like the button on it yeah. when the guy's like, okay. What was your favorite ad in the issue? Was there any ads? Uh, no. John and Quarterly, I don't think does ads. There was sort of. You could call it. Uh, it's not exactly an ad, but. Adrian Tomin uh, writes kind of an autobiographical thing of, I guess, other indie comics writers at the end being like, oh. hey, why don't you write uh, hardcover books? And he's like, no, I write these. And yeah. it's not an ad, but it does tell you about the fact that he produces work. Nice. So, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. All right, next up, back is your book report number two. There is no dearth of ads in this one. I don't know what that is <laughs> called. It's, it's, it's one this. of those weird things where it's like, DC Annual Blue Devil. It is, is it Blue Devil. Blue annual? Devil Annual Number One. Uh huh. <laughs> it's the title. Well, right, but yeah. it's summer fun. Summer fun is was that part of the Blue That's Devil series? That's just an exultation, I believe. Okay. No, no, I think it's just telling you that this will be summer fun. Gotcha. And no, I think it's just Blue Devil Annual Number One. And yeah, that's in the in the in cool. this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was really a team book. I mean. Uh, the whole the whole gang on the cover is Blue Devil, Etrigan, Madame Xanadu, Black Orchid, Man Bat, who's not really a yeah. mystical character usually, and the Creeper. Uh, a lot of characters that I have soft spots for yeah. that have never necessarily headlined their own books for very long. This is the OG Justice League Dark. So it's funny ah. you should say that, Noel. Yeah. And you'll find out why at the end of my review. Stick <laughs> 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 around. Um, oh, I'm what's the creative team? Uh, this is. Cone, Gene Cone, I guess, right? Probably. Uh, the year is 1985. It is. It has a little. Um, the corner box is 50 DC because yeah. uh, so it was in 85, and I guess 1935 was something by National Comics was published or something. Yeah. Traditionally, we would think 38, right? But yeah. uh, from Superman. But um, yeah, who is it? Uh, yeah, here we go. The Gary Cohn and Dan Mishkin are the writers and co-creators, and Paris Collins is the penciler with Martin and Collins inking and some other people. Tell yeah. us about it. Okay. So, um, 
Uh, yeah, Blue Devil, I guess, is the main character of the story, but it's a pretty ensemble sort of thing. Uh, Blue Devil is out there. Well, it opens with Jack Ryder, uh, the Creeper's um, non-Creeper identity, because yeah. uh, they were in time also when he was like switch, like physically transformed into yeah. the Creeper. Uh, and he finds his way. He's being chased by Man Bat. He finds his way into Madame Xanadu's shop. And that kind of sets things off. And Phantom Stranger is there. He's not acting as aloof mm -hmm. as he normally does. Um, he's a little more, uh, less kind of awe-inspiring than normal. But then that's just the prelude. We've got Blue Devil is mixing it up. He's fighting some robots in a for a movie, right, for Blue Devil 2, which... Presumably his acting roles are limited yeah, at this point. <laughs> right. Um, and they, they have spent $2 million on each one of these robots to have it be a, a practical effect that mm -hmm. he can fight. So as you might imagine, they're a little concerned when Felix Faust takes control of yeah. them. And then Etrigan comes by thinking he's helping and destroys the robots. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, it's $2 million a piece. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Um, <laughs> Felix Faust is cool. Uh, -huh. uh, let's see. Um, there's a couple of, of amusing bits where, uh, let's see, we get the origin of Black Orchid. Ah. It, we get two different origins, and I don't know what that's referencing, mm. but she was hit in the face with some radioactive orchids. What? <laughs> and, <laughs> right. what? and presumably none of the other people that interacted with these orchids on their way to, because yeah. they're like in a bouquet. And, I mean, one of them is clearly Daredevil. Yeah. And the other one, I don't know exactly what it is, but Phantom Daredevil Stranger. in the DC universe? No, no, no. I mean, it's, like, clearly a Daredevil riff. That oh, she oh. pushes an old lady out of the way, oh. and then she's hit with gotcha. the orchids. And then she gets, like, flower abilities. Stuff. Radioactive orchids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that were, like, made radioactive on an island. So they had to go through a whole supply chain yeah, of talking, people. Wow. We're also talking about customs, right? Uh, quality control. There's, why aren't there a lot of customs officials with flower abilities now? Yeah. Um, and then Phantom Stranger says like a different thing where she gets pricked by the thorn of it. And Xanadu's, as an aside, is like, but orchids don't have thorns. So which one's right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. So I don't know if that is hitting on something that the was... The book itself undermines itself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. There is a jokey tone to nice. a lot of the book, nice. definitely. Yeah, it looks pretty silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there were, there were a couple of other, uh, just like odd, just like looking back at an old issue kind of thing. Um, like at one point they refer to a sphere as a rock. <laughs> I don't know why. It's clearly a sphere. Huh. And they're like, oh, this rock that I have. Okay. I don't know what to do with that is. But, uh, no, you remember earlier when I was like. I was going to say, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm bated breath waiting so to get to the Justice League. They deal with all of these problems, right? The problems which I have not addressed. As one and uh, <laughs> they, they fix them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then right at the end, you've got the all of the people mentioned on the cover. And Black Orchid or somebody, who is it? Creeper. Is like we all got together uh, on this caper by accident, but I think we make the perfect team, Whoa. and we should be a spooky Justice League of America, maybe. What? <laughs> they say, really? yeah, yeah, yeah. Huh. And the rest of them are like, nice. "Fuck you, <laughs> <laughs> we are not doing that. Yeah. That is a ridiculous thing to <laughs> yeah. do." Who invited Creeper? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 30 years. Yeah. 30 years. And weird. I think what Xanadu was was ultimately yeah. part of the Justice League Dark. Is she the only one? No, it's I. Mean, is Stranger a part of it? Um, go to the front again. Etrigan. Etrigan. Manbat was at one point. Was it? Xanadu. Okay. Uh, and I want to say they did some stuff with Blue Devil. Black Orchid definitely Black Orchid. was. Yeah. I don't know like, how it, it, big a part she was, but she was around. Um, 
Oh, and there's also a fun, like, because it's an annual, so there's, like, pinups and whatever. There's also, uh, what's he got in that suit anyway? And it tells you all about Blue Devil's suit. Wow. I used to love those things. Yeah, and yeah. a and a board game that you what? can play. That's cool. It is Blue Devil Weirdness Magnet Board Game. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your favorite ad? Oh, that's a tough one. Because there's some of these that are favorites because I remember them or yeah, yeah. had the the product. The product, the Superpowers cool. Collection. Oh my God. Probably yes, takes the cake. Of course. Where uh, the action figure Superman is punching a drawing of Lex Luthor. Yeah, yeah. And at first I thought it was funny, and then I was like, you know what? Actually, that's uh, that's kind of interesting marketing. Yeah. Where it's like from the page into the figure. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It was effective for an entire generation. Yeah. I yeah. love those yeah. action figures. Oh, they the were amazing. Capes. Oh, they were great. So good. Which, <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing your Absolutely. Homework, finally. Absolutely. Finally. <laughs> um, I guess we need to find yours, Noel. Oh, yes. Yeah, I'll do the next one. Okay. I think it might have been Len's turn, but he is taking a week off. That's yeah, probably so. why he didn't come today. <laughs> All right. It's your turn, Noel. Real quick. Roll that dice. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick a winner. Fifteen. 15. That is. Uh, I'm gonna. Oh. 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 So we're going into the O's and we're picking out a back issue. It is. Uh, oh shit. Um. <laughs> it is. Origin number one of five. Four. Number one of four. The Hill. Unofficially titled, I believe, Wolverine Origin. Right. It's, yeah. I mean, it was just. Was called that not Origin. the official? It's just called really? Origin. It's just called Origin. But yeah, it's it's Wolverine. Uh, yeah, origin. I w- Wolverine colon origin is how yeah. I remember. No, it. it's just it was just called origin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for next week, you're gonna do a back issue book report. That's of... it. We're done. Yeah. Let's get the fuck out of here. Hey. Thank you so much for joining us. You can donate to the Patreon, Patreon slash Johnny Destructo. You can find me on Twitter, JD's Hero Complex. You can email us at coldpopgo at gmail.com. Go. Uh, you can catch me on social medias of all kinds and types, but Twitter's probably the easiest, at Mr. Bartocci, M-R-B-A-R-T-O-C-C-I. I can be found online at brianliebdesign.com, B-R-I-A-N-L-I-E-B, as in boy, design.com. All right, thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk at you later. Bye! All right, guys, check this out. So, does this not seem as though Felix Faust has gone... I mean, I've never seen him in another outfit, uh-huh. so... Like, you don't explicitly see him sitting there, uh-huh. but he's like, oh, I was watching a Blue Devil movie. Uh-huh. So Felix Faust in Devil. his full Felix Faust outfit. Like occasionally, just his out and yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just going to the AMC theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 He's like, one, please. <laughs> <laughs> For the newest Blue Beetle. Yeah. No, no, it's a Blue Devil whoever, movie. Whoever this this uh, film actor is. <laughs> <laughs> for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah.